literally filled and flooded with God himself. And I felt the fire and the presence of God all over me, from the top of my head to the tips of my toes, and in my fingers, and in my arms, and all over me, the manifest presence of God. And, and I went over there just because I, I did. <laughs> and just as we were worshiping, the Lord just totally enraptured me in his presence, and I actually forgot that we were at ch- I forgot that I was at church. I actually forgot where I was, really. I really did. I really actually forgot where I was on Sunday, and, and I have no idea what Pastor Jason said up here, and, and I just know that the Lord had enraptured me in his presence, and he was speaking to me as his daughter and telling me that his blessing is upon me. And have you ever had your father tell you that? Because when he tells you that, you're not the same. When you actually hear from your heavenly father that you're blessed, that you're blessed by God, and that it's irrevocable, and that it's, it's not going to be reversed. I mean, so long as we stay in the blessing, you know, I mean, we can make choices to walk away from it and turn from it. But the, 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 the giftings and the callings and, and that anointing of God is, is without repentance, like the Lord is not sorry. The Lord is not sorry that he called us to himself. The Lord is not sorry that he gave us gifts. The Lord is not sorry that he loves you. The Lord is not sorry that, you know, he's calling you deeper and deeper and deeper still. The Lord's not sorry that he has blessed you with the gift of healing. The Lord is not sorry, you know what I'm saying? It's, he, he doesn't, he, he's not. He is, he is pleased to pour himself into his people and to pour himself through his people and to really be able to be a conduit of the power of God we must experience the power of God we must have his power flowing through us we must know the power and the presence of God by yielding over to him in the times of his glory and by praying in the spirit and by worshiping and by just laying out on the altar and and experiencing him and you know in the ministry we can just get that like martha you know mindset just working 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 or or like the the older son from the story the prodigal son that that i'm going to talk about it's like it's like where do i fit in the picture you know what about me you know i'm just working i'm just being faithful i'm just going you know and it was like the lord just told me to just hush on sunday just shh. just don't worry about it just let me feel it i'm never <laughs> don't get me started just that that holy hush of the father and then not only that, but to say, my blessing is upon you, and I'm not sorry for it, and I'm not going to reverse it, and you don't have to worry about anything. You just stay in me. You just stay rooted and grounded and plugged into me, and you'll finish your course, because that's what you're responsible for. <laughs> Sometimes we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, and we're not supposed to! And it really messes up the flow. It messes up the joy and the peace on our life. The only burdens that we're supposed to carry are the burdens of prayer 
and the burdens of, of declaring the word of the Lord. But then th those are burdens that we're supposed to release. We're not supposed to live our life carrying a heavy weight and a heavy burden. We take on the yoke of the Lord and we fulfill the task at hand and then we rest in him. Amen? And hey, even I sometimes get the cart before the horse and get a little carried away in that older brother attitude. What about me? <laughs> but God is good. <laughs> and the Lord refreshes and revives our soul because we need it to persevere as we walk through this valley of the shadow of death. We're just passing through. We're only here for a time. I, it's like more and more I feel drawn and drawn and closer and closer to, to being with the Lord. You can feel that, that he's coming. He, the Lord Jesus is coming. We never may make it to be into an old age because the Lord could return. You know, or we could, but still, what is time? It's, it, what is our life? It's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. We're here for a moment, and then we're gone. And, and so we just, we need to drink of Father. We need to know him to be equipped to walk through this life in this time. Amen. So I'm going to talk about the blessing and how the blessing of the Lord is greater than the curse. And the curse will never, ever be greater than the blessing. Ever. Amen. Who can stand against the Lord Almighty? Who? Nobody. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? Nobody and nothing. Amen? Hidden in Christ and God is the best place for us to be and for us to live. And out of that is where we bear true fruit that's real and sincere and healthy and ripe and, and glorious and life-giving from that place in him, not the place of striving in our own flesh and in our own trying to make something happen. That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for failure. The recipe for success and blessing is just growing in him, growing in our relationship with him, and then just doing what he tells us to do. Maybe it seems ridiculous. Maybe it seems out of the box, but that's where the blessing is. Hallelujah. The priestly blessing in Numbers 6, 22. I, I, I added that priestly blessing. I liked that because, it's the, because the Lord, in my encounter with the Lord, he really commissioned me as, as a pastor, as associate pastor of this church to pronounce that blessing over this body, to really to, to like dig in and to hold fast to the blessing of the Lord. And not to allow the wind and the waves to come in and bring about confusion. And is this, you know what I'm saying? Is this, no, we're holding fast. We're the glorious bride. And we live in the victory and everything flowed with, with the message and everything. So the priestly blessing in number six. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons. Saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. 
So tonight, I declare that over you. The Lord bless you and keep you and guard you and protect you from all harm. Amen. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. That's all we need. All we need is the face of the Lord shining upon us. Amen. And may he be gracious to you. May you feel that ability and grace of the Lord upon your life to be empowered to do his will in Jesus name. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May you really know his presence in a way that you never have before. That you never have known the countenance, the presence, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ upon you. And may he give you peace. The peace of the Lord that transcends all understanding, that mounts guard over our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus Come on, throw what you want, throw what you will. I'm blessed. I am blessed. And you are blessed by God. Hallelujah. Now, what is a blessing? You know, there are covenant words that I've found in the scriptures. You find these covenant words like worship and like thankfulness and, and, and like forgiveness and, um, and, and grace. And, and they're, they're not just mere words. You know what I'm saying? Like blessing. It's a covenant word. So, you know, uh, it's, it's deeper than just a word. There's, there's something powerfully attached when you say God bless you and when you mean it. I mean, it has become sort of a tradition, but do you know what I have actually noticed is that the Latinos, uh, the, like when we went down to Harlingen, um, and I actually just texted with one of the ladies there, and they, it's, it's very custom down there to say, God bless you. Did I say it in the accent? God bless you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't say exactly like them. But it's very like, they receive the blessing. And I just <laughs> was texting one of the ladies, blessings be upon you. And she texts back, thank you so much. Because they actually believe. There, there's a faith. And we need to have that. Because the, uh, the blessing is released through speaking. So there's something that is in your heart and an authority that God has given you to bless. Right? Because he says, bless and don't curse. That's what our father wants us to do. He wants us to inherit the blessing and be people of the blessing. And the, the kingdom reign and the rule and dominion of God is to increase the blessing on this earth. Now where there's sin abounding, uh, the, you know what I'm saying? Sin is the one thing that's going like, to come against that blessing. So we need to preach repentance. There needs to be that, that cutting away. Um, but, but within the kingdom and within uh, that place of, of being washed in the blood of Jesus and being made free and sin gone, there is the blessing. And as, just as we can only love because we receive the Father's love, we are able to bless because we have received the Father's blessing. Amen? Amen. So we bless basically because he first blessed us. Amen. And so, so we are blessed by God, and we are blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. It's definitely something that comes out of the abundance of a faith-filled heart. Your heart is filled with faith, and so therefore you speak blessing over your spouse, over your children. I'm not going to go speaking curses over my children. I, no, I will speak life. I will speak blessing. Uh, we, we speak it over our church. 
We speak it over our schools. I mean, we take it to every level. You know, we continue to speak and release the blessing of God, and there's power in that. There's life, joy, peace, prosperity, happiness, favor, anointing, and success in a blessing. Third John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So our soul needs to receive that declaration from our Father. Our soul needs to receive the blessing, to hear it, and to receive it. And then faith is birthed. We hear the gospel message. It comes into our soul, and then our soul begins to prosper. And I, I think it was you that was saying, like, we, we worship whether we feel like it or not. We worship through. Like, we praise our way to that breakthrough because we know that's where the blessing is. And so, you know, even if we're feeling dull or whatever, it's just, just because of all the, the gunk that's going on around us, we know our way to get into that place of victory and that place of blessing. It's in the presence of the king. So, beloved, tonight, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul is prospering right now under the word of God. We always prosper under his word. His word is total success. We meditate on it day and night, and we do according to all that is written in it. And then our way is made prosperous, and we have great success. And that's in Joshua 1.8. So there's the declaration that our Father has given us that we get to receive and that we speak over one another. And he says in Galatians, you know, be careful that you're not biting and and talking bad about one another because you'll devour yourselves. So the curse is not greater than the blessing, but there's a warning of stay in the blessing. Keep your mouths hooked up to the blessing inside of your heart, you know, and we deal with that complaining, lying spirit that is so prevalent in the world. And, you know, poor boo-hoo Satan is going to hell and he wants to try to drag you there with him, but you're not joining his party. You're not joining the curse. I like what um, Bill Johnson says, is, you know, if the Lord is enthroned upon our praises, well, then who is enthroned upon our complaining? Yeah. So, so out of our mouth should not flow the blessings and cursing. It shouldn't be that way. There shouldn't be sweet and salty water. Like the abundance of our heart is so full of God that we're speaking out God. And you know what? There's repentance. If, if we find ourselves in that yucky rut of Martha and complaining and everything, then we just do what I did on Sunday and just go all out in the glory and don't worry about who's looking and don't worry about anything else. We just go get your blessing because you need it and I need you to have it and your husband needs you to have it and your children need you to have it and your school needs you to have it and your job needs you to have it and your nation needs you to have it and your church needs you to have it and you know where to get it in the presence of the king. Hallelujah! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) So I was was digging around researching, you know, because I I love words and and especially these covenant, like thankfulness, like how do you get to the root of thankfulness and worship and blessing? Like there's some words that you're like, how do I even get to the root of this word? It's so powerful just in and of itself. And you know that it comes from straight from the heart of God. Blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like how... Mm. So, the, you know, I was really just digging around and searching and, and uh, 
These are three meaning, meanings that I found from a ministry that, that was talking about the blessing. And he said that he found this in the ancient Hebrew. And, and I, you know, I'm just going to take him at face value. But he said, anointed to win, empowered to overcome, and impossible to curse. <laughs> anointed to win, empowered to overcome, and impossible to curse. That is a good description of the blessing. And then I added, caused to prosper for the sake of covenant and in turn to be a blessing to those around us. That is such a place of victory. And there's absolutely no place for pride or arrogance in the blessing. It doesn't belong. It messes it up. The pride and the arrogance, you're, it's like you're, you're, getting the car, you're getting the cart before the horse, like you're getting it wrong. We don't have any pride or any arrogance. All the glory goes to the Father. But as we live and just give him all the glory and all the glory, it's like he pours these buckets and these buckets of blessing upon us so that we're anointed to win, so that we're empowered to overcome. Yeah. So empowered to overcome, that means there will be obstacles. It doesn't mean that we're just gonna, oh, we're blessed now, so we just have our, like, our head in the clouds and, and nothing ever happens in this life. We are still walking through this valley of the shadow of death. We're still gonna face trials. We're still gonna go through the things that human beings go through. But we're empowered to overcome because we're blessed by God. And the truest prosperity and the truest blessing of all blessings is a heart attitude. It's an attitude of gratitude. It's an attitude of joy. It's an attitude of peace, right? It's something deep within you that no circumstance can take away. Because how did Paul and Silas find themselves giving praises to God when their backs were whipped for the gospel and their hands were tied up and they were in a freezing cold cell for the gospel? And they found themselves singing hymns of praise and worship to God and overflowing with joy. And that produced the jailhouse rock. Amen? The prison shook. And the prisoners were set free. Because that's what happens when you're blessed. When you're blessed, you're not worried about what's going on around you. You're giving God all the praise and glory, and then things are just happening. Walls are being torn down. The kingdom of heaven is being advanced. Amen? And that's our calling. And we will walk on this earth as victors. I mean, my goodness, even if something, you know, even if your leg gets cut off in the battle, whatever, just get a, get a, get a, you know, aren't those people our heroes? Aren't those ones that overcome, aren't they our heroes? Come on, let's get, let's get some Holy Ghost unction in us to rise above. Right? If we admire these people that overcome, why don't we take some of that medicine for ourselves? We are overcomers. We're blessed by God, and we're blessed to be a blessing. Woo! (laughs) We're anointed to win, empowered to overcome, impossible to curse, and caused to prosper for the sake of covenant, and in turn, to be a blessing to those around us. So there is substance to the blessing of the Lord. There, it's rich. It's valuable. And my life was changed on Sunday. And I know it's hard to know like which encounter really changed you because we always have an encounter with God because we don't settle for anything less than an encounter when we come to this place. We don't come to play church games. We're not playing religion. That's a, that's a stinky stench. 
We know the aroma that pleases our Father. We know that aroma of, of the, that the Lord loves in, in the sanctuary. But that encounter on Sunday to where I was actually, the, I'm a pastor here, and I was actually not even aware of what was going on, that changed me. He touched me. He filled me. And he told me that I'm blessed. And I pray that your heavenly father tells you that you're blessed. Because there's just nothing like it. There's really, 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 it's like humbling and empowering at the same time. You're totally humbled because you're, you're nothing without the blessing, but you're totally empowered because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And he said, you're blessed and it's not reversible. It's not, no man can come around and, and take this. It's the, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. What God gives you, the world can't take. Only you can give it away. But we're not fooled. We're not buying the lies. Amen? And we encourage each other daily. We encourage one another in the Lord. When the spirit of the Lord rises up within us to send that encouraging text to our brother and our sister, we do it. We, and, and sometimes, sometimes we actually even pick up our phone and call somebody. Every once in a while. <laughs> so we encourage one another. And, and it's like, my encounter encourages you. And your encounter encourages me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we draw. And if you're wise, you really draw from others. If you're wise, you learn even the little things. You even take even the little things that you hear other people say because your heart is humble and you're hungry and you're like, I, I, I want that. I'm so open to everything that God has for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. The curse is not greater than the blessing. Now, if a nation could ever want anything, it would want the blessing of the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I mean, what nation wouldn't want to be anointed to win, empowered to overcome, impossible to curse, cause to prosper for the sake of covenant, and to be a blessing to those around us? Um, you know, but, uh, but sin does bring a reproach. And there's a shaking, there's like this shaking going on, like from every, like on every level. There's this shaking, and the Lord's like, sin's got to go. The sin's got to go, because it doesn't, it, it screws everything up. It messes everything up. So we just need to continue to pray for conviction, 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 and that there really is that true repentance in, every, in everybody, yeah. Yeah. in all of us as a nation. Why don't we all take responsibility and say, we are sorry. Lord, forgive us, you know, as a people. And we turn back to your word. And we turn back to prayer. We turn back to those things that truly bless a nation. And so we're standing in the gap. We're standing in the gap for America. We're standing in the gap for a nation. We're standing in the gap right now, right? But in the meantime, the blessing on us doesn't go away. So whatever's going on, you're blessed. Whatever's going on in the world, you're blessed. You're blessed by God because you're in covenant with him and you're washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. You can enter into the holy place any time of day, anywhere that you are. You can spend that time with the Father and you can be a blessing everywhere that you go. Numbers 23, 20. Behold, I have received commandment to bless and he has blessed 
and I cannot reverse it. (laughs) So when the Lord sets that blessing, it is so much stronger than the curse. It's so much stronger. Amen? Man cannot reverse it. It's, it's just the sin, when the sin, and even with that, the Lord is so incredibly merciful. And you watch his mercy like extend and extend and extend and his patience and, and he's, he's long-suffering, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Amen, because he believes, it, he has a heart of faith for, for people. Right. He loves people. Yeah. He believes there's gonna be a change of heart. Yeah. Hallelujah, so we need to have the heart of our Father. And, and we need to bless. Hallelujah. So I just pray tonight, <laughs> this is in my notes, that the Father smears his anointing and his blessing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet with anointing and empowerment to overcome and that you know that you know that you know that you are a son or a daughter of God and you're impossible to curse so long as you stay in that place of blessing. And you keep your mouth hooked up to the word of God. Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. So there's this blessing of the Lord that that makes rich. And and when you see um, ministries and men and women of God, you know, um, those that chase, the Bible talks about chasing and pursuing after riches and how it's a big old flop and, and it's even evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Um, so there's not this rush. You can't just rush to go get blessings and you can't go chase after the riches. But there is, it's just the truth. When there are people who are faithful to the Lord, they grow in blessing. It, it happens. It's like everywhere where the Lord is, it's like the flowers grow grow you know what i'm saying the trees glow like everything blooms and blossoms because the lord is life and so where the lord is there is life where the river is there is life trees can can have the roots you know what i'm saying and and produce fruit so the blessing of the lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow now it's a journey i don't want the young people to just think well god's just going to make me rich you know we don't just chase after that it's not even about that there, there is that process of being faithful. But, you, but we want you to know, and we speak over you, that as you're faithful to the Lord, and faithful to his principles, and faithful in your heart to him, his blessing is gonna overtake your life. You will be more blessed than we ever were. Hallelujah. That's the way that it works. It goes from generation to generation to generation. Hallelujah. To you and your children and your children's children. More and more and more. Hallelujah. So we speak that blessing over our children. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. More than anything, the blessing is inside of you. So it's not this out, it's like it, it's inside and then it produces life outside. Now the Lord is good because sometimes he'll draw people with his goodness. He'll just seriously like just dump blessings and they're like, people are like, oh my gosh, all I can do is just worship you and know you are God, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But the greatest treasure and the greatest blessing is, is knowing Jesus and knowing that we cannot be moved. We can't be moved from that holy place of, of his presence. Hallelujah. I'm gonna go back to 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So I wanna talk a little bit um, about your soul prospering. And uh, let's go to Ephesians 1, 3. 
And then I'm going to jump, I'll jump down to the end too. But Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. So you are blessed with every single spiritual blessing. How does that feel? How does that feel? Just think about that for a second. Don't think about your day. Don't think about how hard you work. Don't think about the poopy diapers. Don't think, like, think about the fact that your Father has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. It's yours. It's yours to receive and to enjoy. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to go, I don't know exactly where it is. You, you can just find it because I kind of jumped. Um, okay, the eyes of your understanding, so he's praying for them, being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us believe. So I want to go back to where he says that he wants you to know, because we're talking about your soul prospering. So Paul is saying, I'm praying for you that you would know what already is. He's talking about these things, they already are. Amen? So the hope of his calling already exists. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is already a thing. The exceeding greatness of his power towards us that believe is working and alive. But what he wants is for us to know that because you prosper in your life as your soul prospers. And what we know intimately, what we have that revelation of, then we can receive. So that's what I pray over you, that you really know these deep and glorious things of God that are available to, your, to, to fuel your soul, to fuel your mind to overcome all of the adversities that you face. Amen? We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? Because God says that we are. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue with the word of God that tells me I'm seated with him. I am going to humble my heart and open my heart and say, thank you. I want to know more. Teach me. Show me how to utilize the power that you've given me. Show me how to utilize this authority that I have in you. Take me deeper. Pull me closer. Teach me more. Because his heart is that we would know. Because when you know, you know. So that's why we push an encounter at this church. Amen? They say, go ahead and get undignified. Go ahead. Go ahead and get in the glory. Because when you know, you know. And when you know, you don't care. But when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're so full of boldness, you'll do whatever he wants you to do. <laughs> Woo! Okay. When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that one which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all 
all in all. You know, we just got to meditate on the word of God and everything that Jason preached, how he spoiled, he, he, Jesus spoiled principalities. He made a show of them openly. You know, let's not forget that. We need to know that. We need to know the truth that the power of the cross and the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus seriously kicked the devil's butt. The devil is now just a toothless liar roaming around thinking that he can play and meddle when he can't. We're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. He's jealous. He wants the blessing, but he can't have it. But we can. So we, let's, let's get it. So that you would know, that you would truly, truly know now let's go to Luke 15, 28, and I'm not going to talk about the prodigal son, even though this story is from the prodigal son, but I'm just going to highlight the older brother, okay? So, because sometimes this can be how believers get, you know, in the, like, and, and we need that refreshing from our father. So in 828, but he was angry and he wouldn't go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours came, he who, was devour, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours." So this is the fatherly blessing. And Paul prayed that we would know, that we would know the fatherly blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. All that I have is yours. It's always been yours. You're with me. My son, my daughter, you're with me. And what I have is yours. Just know that and receive that. And when the father pleaded with him, it's that word, it's that word comforter, like parakaleo, like the parakolite. And some, some of you that know the Greek words know that's like kind of like a, a really like hyped word for the Holy Spirit because it means comfort. And so father is so good because in the older brother's pity party, <laughs> he came and he actually comforted him. And he came and, and he took time and he didn't be like, have your own little pity party over there. I'm just having my party over here. He actually left father. This is father's heart. The father loves the, the, the wayward son, the prodigal son, and the father loves the older son. The father loves his children. And so when he pleaded, he was that comforter, that paraclete. And, and some of the, the words for that is like to call to one side, to exhort, to strive to appease, to console and encourage and strengthen and comfort, to instruct and to teach. So the father said, hey, just a second. Let's really think about this for a second. Everything that I have is yours already. Just like Paul said, I want you to know what already is. We already are blessed. We don't have to strive to obtain it. We sink down into it and we receive it. And in that, because like I know I'm blessed, like tonight when things were like going amok, I was like, I'm not cursing nothing. I'm not going to speak no curses. I don't got no time for that. I'm too blessed to curse. <laughs> Amen. So all that Father has 
is yours. Talk to the Lord. If you feel left out, if you feel like, where's my blessing? Lord, it's okay, because you know what? He's a good father. He's good enough to handle you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you make it a business of complaining, like he can choose who he does business with and he might choose not to do business with you. (laughs) But we don't make it a habit, but sometimes there is that sincere question. Like, Lord, where is my blessing? Like, what, what's going on? Man, this is hard. Like, what is going on? And it's okay to talk to your Heavenly Father like that. It's okay. He can handle it. He can shoulder that. As long as your heart is open. As long as there's not that pride of, of like, when He answers us, we need to receive the answer of the Lord. You know, we need to receive whatever it is that He wants to tell us. Even if he tells us, hey, you've been with me always and everything that I have is yours. There just needs to be a settledness and a peace inside of our heart. Like, yes, Father, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go celebrate my brother. I'm going to go celebrate my sister. I'm going to go move on. Amen. Amen. So if you don't know what's yours because Satan has stolen so much from your life, tonight that curse is broken. Tonight, you're going to know. You're going to know what's yours, and the thief is going to steal no more in the name of Jesus. No more stealing and robbing your blessing, your joy, your peace, your prosperity. No more. We're not going to allow him to steal that. When we feel something that's agitating us, we must take it to prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless burdens we bear. All because we do not bring everything to God in prayer. So anything that we're carrying is because we need to bring it to the Lord in prayer. His shoulders can handle it. Now he'll anoint you. He'll empower you to speak to the storm. He'll empower you to overcome and to, and to take authority and the victory over this. But let's bring every burden to the Lord in prayer every day, casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. He saved the best wine for last. We are in the end times. We need to drink up. Drink up of that heavenly new wine. It is fine, fine, fine. And that's how we're going to display the power and the love of God. Amen. Not with a sour vinegar face. Drinking the new wine full of God's presence, full of his glory, worshiping the Lord, and then even prophesying. Hey, we might prophesy some powerful stuff. I mean, we might speak dead into something. That's okay. When we're filled with God, we're dead. We just, we're just his mouthpiece. We're just his vessel. So you're blessed, and today, every, every curse is broken. The, the areas that Satan stole from you, he steals no more. He can't steal when he's not allowed to. He can only steal when he's allowed to. And we don't allow him to. So we come into this holy place as the saints of God in unison and in accord. And these are areas that we can carry our brother and our sister. So when we see Satan robbing from somebody, we can stand in the gap and say, no more. Get your filthy hands off my sister. Get your filthy hands off my brother in the name of Jesus. And you're free. You're free. The generational curses stop with you. They stop in this house. They will not be passed down. That's it. This is where the line is drawn. Hallelujah. 
we have that authority and that, that, that blessing from God to bless. Amen. And we're not reversing it. And we're not going to stop. And that's what we're called to. First Peter 3.8. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit the blessing. So we speak blessing, and that's what we allow to come out of our mouth. And if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. I mean, our mamas taught us that a long time ago, right? <laughs> Getting longer and longer ago. So it's okay because the Bible says that if you just actually shut your mouth, people will actually think you're wise. Yeah, it's in Proverbs. Yeah. If you just shut up, people will think you're wise. Yep. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. That was heavy revy for me. Because yeah. <laughs> I la, 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 But if I just am quiet, then people will think that I'm wise. <laughs> there's a time to speak and there's a time to be quiet. That's there's a time. There's a time for everything. And, you know, if we really understood that our words... It was like, it's like, if we look at our words as substance, that literally what we're saying is that we're like putting our hand down our throat and going into our heart and pulling out of what's inside of our heart and we're giving it to a person, then we'll be more conscious of what we say. Because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. And we want our heart, we want them to be aligned right? In James chapter 3, talking about the tongue, 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. The Holy Spirit can tame it. With it, we bless our God and Father, bless. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Amen. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grape vine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, don't boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom doesn't descend from above. It's earthly, it's sensual, it's demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion, every evil thing are. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So we're the sons and the daughters of God. You know, and this is the desire. We, we want to have that heavenly wisdom, you know, and, and that heavenly blessing. We want to be heavenly people. We, you know what I'm saying? You know, and Zeke and I were talking, um, uh, and it, it's like 100 years from now, I mean, very, 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 very few people on this earth are still going to be here. And he says, he says, I don't know if he's watching, but he says, you know, you're either going to be a hevican or a helican. <laughs> so it's like we're walking this earth, you know, and, and there's the kingdoms of this earth and there's everything. But really, in the end, it's, it's heaven and hell. You know, it's blessing and cursing. And, and the Lord's like, mount up, you know, stay in my blessing, stay in that place, you know. Um, you know and, and he says that, you know, if you're persecuted for that, 
The world is not worthy of you. Amen? But the world and the things of the world cannot enter into heaven. So there's really a distinction. And we must walk in that heavenly wisdom and that heavenly attitude. Now, that's not to say that the Lord won't give us wisdom and discernment for the times, because he will. He'll tell us what to say, what, you know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll have us speak truth, speak righteousness, speak justice. You know, I'm not saying that he won't, but we're not entangled in the world. Yeah. We're of heaven. Amen. That's our final destination. And we just can't be clogged up with all the yucky things of the world. You know, the more that you grow in the blessing, the more you're like, ooh, that one little thing, that does not belong. There's that one little thing that does not belong in here. And sometimes you go, good Lord, this thing is like a thorn, like seriously pierced deep down inside of me. And it takes more than just a flippant, like, I'm giving it to you, Lord. It literally, it takes prayer and fasting. And you're like, you get out of me. You get out of my life. You, you, you mind, you're going to be renewed. You're not going to think that way anymore. You're not going to, you know what I'm saying? So there's that battle of like, no, (laughs) we're staying pure. We're staying holy. We're staying in the blessing. Hallelujah. And we are still going to continue to see such a great outpouring. We are going to see so many souls. I just had somebody, uh, uh, he's in his 20s now. My guess is like 22. And he just texted me today. He came to our church when he was like this big. And he was like, hey, Pastor Hannah, are you guys still having church? I really need to get back to God. Yep. See you Sunday. Woo! So we hold fast. We hold true. We hold the line. You know what I'm saying? We keep the blessing. And the young ones might stray for a little while, but they're going to come back. Hallelujah. And we're going to be here just like the father with the ring and the robe and ready to pour it out. And we ain't going to complain because we knew we've been with him the whole time. And everything that he has is ours. And we are not sorry for it. I am not sorry that I am a holy roller. You know, we just have to count that cost. I thought, they already think we're crazy anyways because we're meeting during Corona. Just because we're actually having church, they already think we're crazy. So it's like, we might as well. And with me, the more that I try to be dignified, like a really pastor's wife, like, like I have this, my, this idea of like the pastor's wife and the more I try to do that, it's in my flesh and it's in the natural and I completely fail. The Lord's like, let go, just be who I want you to be. Let me touch you. Let me be radical through you. Let me be crazy through you. That's who I've called you to be. Just let it go. Don't try to control me. Let me be me through you. And the best thing we can do is just give over. They, they're not going to like you anyway. They're going to find something to not like about you anyway. Haters are going to hate, 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 hate. So shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. And just walk in the blessing and just be the heavenly you that you're called to be. Hallelujah. We are a peculiar people. We are a unique and a holy nation. That's who we are. But you know what? The world, when they've had enough When they left the church when they're 18 and they've had enough at 22, they know where to go. I had a lady call me whose whose son took his life. And And I prayed this morning. And I said, Father, I need to connect with her. I need to find a way. And I am asking you to open the door. And she called me a half hour later. I haven't talked to her in three years. 
She said, the Holy Spirit told me to call you because you're supposed to comfort me. And I, Oh, I prayed her through. I yielded to the compassion of the Lord. I yielded to the power of God to help my sister in her time of grief. Hallelujah. We are blessed to be a blessing. And the people that we are called to reach, the Lord will open the door and the Lord will make the way. Pray. When you know something's going on, pray that the Lord will open the door. Pray from your heart. Connect with Father that you can be a solution, that you can be a blessing to this situation and bring life and God will open the door. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It reminds me of that one time when that kid brought that gun to school really, really long time ago and, and accidentally fired. And I mean, my heart was like, God, we need to minister to that family. And it was within a few weeks that he brought this, the family to our church. We got them saved, remember? So if we want to be that blessing and be that solution, we can. But let's make sure we're blessed. Because if we're drained, if our battery's drained, and we're complaining, and we got nothing left of ourselves because we're dry, and we're trying to do it all in our own strength and failing, then we're good for nothing. I mean, God still loves us. Don't get me wrong. You're still so loved. So, so loved. So loved. But we can't, like, he, like, poured, like, it was like a bucket opened over me on Sunday. And it was like he filled and flooded me. And I sat there like with him buzzing. It's like, I have so much faith right now for God to touch his people. Now it's like, you can speak even bolder when you've really received that mighty touch. You can speak even bolder about the touch because you know that it's real. Hallelujah. We are a blessed nation. We are blessed people. We are a blessed church. We don't believe anything else. Amen. Our souls prosper. And out of that comes the prosperity of everything else that Father has for us. Hallelujah.